you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 122. What's up, Neil? What up? Man, it was hotter than a mother today. Mm. How was it out there? Do you have, the, do you have air in your little I do, post man. office machine? I, I don't have... I, I, I used to have the little box bread truck thing that would, like, bake you. Yeah. Um, I've moved on up. I've got a Mercedes Matrix with air conditioner. Oh, right. <laughs> so, it wasn't... It was awful, but it wasn't... Awful, awful. It could always be worse. Well, I played golf today, and three of the four of us made it through 18. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you're by far the young one. So, yeah. you know, you're expected to make it through. Yeah. <laughs> so, what'd you bring us to drink? All right, dude. We got some. We, uh, every time I walk through the door the past like three times, you've been like, Where's that wilderness trail? All right. So, I finally got the wilderness trail. Uh, it's right. down here. This is the single barrel cask strength. And um, so, this was the gift. For the refi closing, which was cool. And then uh, I just found out like percentage rates just went up to six today. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, you refinanced your home? Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but yes. (laughs) Might need to start over. (laughs) All right. Well, cheers, man. We got a great guest here tonight. We got Taylor Shuck back with us. So he, it's good to have you, Taylor. You're here solo tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. You were with us. with Mama Said String Band. Yeah, sometime and, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we've got Taylor oh, yeah. Shuck all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers. All alone. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, it's good. Oh, all right. That's so really good, yeah. It's still going. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little I finish know, to it, doesn't it? I know it? you'd like it. Yeah. So, uh... All right, well let's let's have let's talk real quick. I guess Brad, since you know Taylor, you weren't there. What was it like yesterday at the Green Space opening oh, down in Fairdale? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, we're I kind of expected a, a better crowd, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing June, July, and August are terrible, terrible to try to you know get people out sometimes. But in the middle of the heat, yeah. On, like like two p.m. Yeah, four p.m. Yeah, whatever. outdoor events when yeah, it gets hot rough. like that. But y'all did pretty well though for pra- practicing for rehearsing <laughs> one time. So yeah. Taylor Neil, uh, he got pulled into a a band that was just kind of thrown together last minute. They re- rehearsed one time and played what ninety minutes. I don't know how long did we play. I was blacked I don't out. Know. You were blacked out? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I that delete, hot summer summer. I deleted, <laughs> deleted the whole performance. No, <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know how long it was, but I mean, it, 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 I guess it went fine, right? It was really cool down there, though. You it, know, I got there too late. I thought the car show was going until six. It was supposed to. I mean, it didn't really sound that cool to me. It sounded pretty uh, warm. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, was cool so was definitely not the right word. Well, here's, here's the funny part is uh, I'm like, all right, Let's uh, all pack up and head up the hill. And I look over and Brad's walking to this bike that's on the, you know, pole. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I ride a bike. I was like, you riding a bike? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I ride a bike everywhere. <laughs> Damn. 
South Park. And over here, I was like, you ride a bike to South Park, dude? And he's like, yeah, I ride like 15 miles. I was like, all right, dude. So next that's thing my, you know. That's my thing this summer, man. I'm going to be a biker. I'm telling you, you need uh, the well, I guess I should say suit. bicyclist. If I say biker, you picture a Harley. You, you know? need a damn helmet. <laughs> nah. And, and one of those suits. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I guess I probably should wear a helmet, but that's just I wasn't brought up with bike helmets, bicycle helmets, and you know if you get hit by a car, is that little styrofoam thing gonna help you? It'll help you. You think? A little bit. It ain't gonna hurt you. It ain't gonna hurt you, but it's gonna make you hot. That'll hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your logic. <laughs> it probably makes sense to wear a helmet when you're riding a bike on a street. Or down Mitchell Hill. If you don't wear a helmet, you're going to turn into a banjo player. <laughs> you're going to get hit. You're going to get some brain damage. And <laughs> so next I, thing you know, you'll start playing banjo. So I guess well, we were going to ask you how you started playing banjo, but now I guess we know. Well, yeah, I was I was dropped down a flight of stairs as a baby and uh, hit my head. The rest is history. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I started because my dad wanted to learn and my mom... Uh, I don't think she was quite as keen on him taking lessons, so he turned it into a father-son bonding uh, activity. So you started with the banjo. Yep. Yeah, no okay. kidding. How old was uh? How old were you when you started? Oh, I was ten. Dude, what a cool that. You know what though? The cool thing is, you obviously dug it, and it really turned into that. Yeah. Yeah. Did your dad? Did did uh, he ever pick it up? Did he learn? Well, for a while, the banjo was kind of bigger than me. I was a pretty <laughs> small kid, and. Uh, he was doing great. He was doing way better than me until I like got big enough to actually play it. And then I like flew past him on banjo. So he picked up, he bought a guitar and I, I, I uh, started playing the guitar and flew past him on guitar. So he bought a mandolin <laughs> and uh, flew past him on the mandolin. Yeah. It's Poor like, guy. It's like I, I feel really it. bad for him. It's like, man, it all translates, dad. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> Did you notice how Taylor just casually pulled us on topic? Yeah, thank God you're good at this, man. Man, thank you. It's I, like you've done this before. I, I've done it once or twice. <laughs> it's like, guys, I appreciate yeah. your podcast. Can you shut up, please? <laughs> no, I love the podcast. I listen to it when I'm folding laundry, when I'm going to the laundromat, when I'm cool. driving home from the laundromat. <laughs> all right. All things associated with laundry. <laughs> I hope we make you feel clean, not dirty. You know? Usually, yeah. Hopefully I mean, it's, it's like clean. And then dirty. <laughs> or dirty than clean. I don't know. Depends on how much uh, bur- whiskey's been drinking. There you go. <laughs> so it sounds like you had music in the house. A little bit, yeah. From the start. Yeah, um, they were they were hobbyists. Yeah, yeah. So my like my dad was playing harmonica that entire time. He was a really good harmonica player. Never played out, but um, was getting into some of like the uh, did all the cross harp stuff. Did some of the Howard Levy stuff, and that's kind of where he dropped it. So you started learning to play the banjo from your dad. No, we went we went to get lessons together. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So you actually went to do lessons. How long yeah. did you take lessons? About a year. Nice. And then I took another uh, set of lessons for maybe six months. Two different teachers? Yeah. One was when I was little, and then I didn't take lessons for a little bit. Um, and then right around high school, I started taking lessons from a guy named Jim Smoke, who was a uh, one of Bill Monroe's Bluegrass boys. No kidding. Yeah, but he wanted me to keep playing Bluegrass, and I was in high school and uh, wanted to play rock. So I uh, kind of said, screw you, old man, and grew out my hair and bought oh. an electric banjo. Oh, rock banjo. Do you uh, you ever think about that? I think about it quite a bit. I always wonder. He's still alive and still teaching, and he Dude, was old when I started. You need to go back and be like, okay, I'm ready. For, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Maybe. See, just see how he is, really. Just say, uh, he, hey, he is still teaching, and he must be in his 90s. He's got to be. Where is he at? He's uh, at Anna Blanton's music store, which I think is called Kentucky Anna Music Center. Okay. So right in New Albany there. Man, that's why I wonder how old he is. He was probably one of those guys. He was probably like 43 when you, when he was giving you lessons and he just looked <laughs> Man, 90. No, he was definitely, he he was, he was like, he, he was up there for sure. Well, Bill he, Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like one of the earlier Bill Monroe. I think he was in the 50s. No kidding. Yeah. So how long did you play the banjo before you picked up any other instruments? Uh, Three or four years. Then I went to guitar and mandolin and p- 
piano and whatever I could get my hands on. Where'd you go to school? Um, high school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to Eastern High School. Okay. Do they have like any music program or anything like that? Or were you just doing your own thing? Uh, they do have a music program. I wasn't allowed in the marching band because uh, I played a banjo. <laughs> and uh, I told them I could do other things. And they're like, we don't care. We heard banjo and, and you're out. <laughs> so uh, they had a choir program. I did that. And then I did, uh, they had guitar classes. And you did guitar? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. And it's that's- easy A. Easy A, well, yeah, for you, for you I'm sure. <laughs> Which, speaking of, man, uh, Fairdale High School is offering guitar 101 and 102, I think, or 201, whatever, whatever they did oh, coming yeah? up. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. cool. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I went to manual and I didn't even consider doing guitar. I don't know why. I regret that. That's surprising. Yeah. I didn't do anything didn't. with music. Yeah. I was playing, you know, ball. Baseball. Yeah. Glory days. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that gig of, coming back. Outside of high school, when did you start publicly performing? Um, I played my first gig in fifth grade. It was a <laughs> rehearsal dinner for a wedding, and I knew probably 12 songs. And they, they paid me 100 bucks. I don't know why they thought a 12-year-old needed 100 bucks for uh, That's music. That's uh, child labor laws. <laughs> I mean, nice. I was making well above minimum wage with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I played somewhere over the rainbow probably like twelve times <laughs> doing that. Um, played a bunch of bluegrass songs that no one knew, and yeah, just kept going from there. No kidding, fifth grade. What about the first band? First band was called Backtrack because we kept losing members and we we had to backtrack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It, it it never got to do originals because of the backtracking. And um, yeah, it was a cover band in high school. Was that rock music? Yeah, it was all classic rock kind of. But you played banjo. You weren't on guitar? No, I played banjo and uh, tried to... I wanted to be like the Jimi Hendrix of banjo. So it was really just feedback the entire time. Not really good feedback either. Just uh, <laughs> It's a shame we don't have any of those recordings. Uh, there's gotta be I don't know be. if that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> it had to be entertaining dude it had to be interesting do you have any recordings of that time no I think my parents are very grateful that there's not any recordings no and, videos uh, or anything uh, there was there was a couple on MySpace but MySpace conveniently deleted all their videos uh, so uh, dude. thank you Story. Tom yeah Tom's got those videos somewhere just yeah. to torture us all one day <laughs> <laughs> seems yeah, like there's gotta be some day. uh what was it, Super 8? It's got to be some Super 8s or something. Nah, there. there ain't nothing. <laughs> nah, there's, nah, nothing. Exactly, there's nothing, dude. There's no answers coming to change it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you're in high school, you're playing like classic rock tunes, like legit Skinner and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, and you're, and you're rolling on the banjo, which is instrumentation-wise, I think, would be very interesting to hear, especially knowing how you play. I mean, I, I could imagine... You, I don't know if high school Taylor uh, could pull it off how you could now, but it would be interesting to just hear the it, it, what that sounded like. I, I guess that's why it would be fun to have a recording oh, of it. Oh yeah, but, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. But what took you? I mean, like, did was the shift over gradual to start playing other stuff, or or was like going to school because you went to college and for. Yeah. Uh, music, which was guitar, right? Yeah, I did that in guitar. You went to guitar. So, I mean, was was that switch what kind of led you into your what you're into now and your own? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it I, I started getting into like writing my own instrumental music. I did composition as well. Okay. So I was trying to write a bunch of classical music. And uh, I eventually just kind of... Um, Went back to banjo probably like my last year, mostly because I'd been trying to build a banjo curriculum in my college. Uh, told me no a lot, so I was, <laughs> and it's a telling me no is a great motivator. I will always do something if you tell me not to. So I uh, started doing a lot of banjo, trying to build a program, even though they were like, "We're going to take your scholarship and stuff like that." So uh, after that, I was rebel unemployed. Yeah, I, like it. I mean, if you can call trying to do extra work in academia a rebel <laughs> in academia, <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I uh, joined some hippie bluegrass bands after college because I was on the banjo train again, and that's kind of what got me back into it. 
So I, I did that. Then I played with Nick Jamerson, and he's the one who got me into songwriting. You know, you're talking about uh, composition. Yeah. Being part of your curriculum and, and thinking about all the, you know, just in by the time you were out of high school, you have played several instruments and are hearing all the things that you can do with that, knowing uh, even the bluegrass setup and then playing classic rock, even with the banjo instrumentation and that. I could imagine that that weaving in composition was almost a little bit more natural for you than some. Probably, did, did yeah. Did it seem that way? Did, 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 could you get a sense that maybe some people struggle with it and you're kind of like, eh? I think some people just care too much. <laughs> um, they, they really want things to be good instead of fun. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like the fun is kind of where things become good, I think. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. But it's almost surprising considering how technically you play. Yeah. But I mean, the only reason I'm playing that technically is just because I want to have fun with it. Challenge and, yourself. Uh, and Yeah. And also see what, just see what I can get away with. And um, <laughs> it, playing really technically, I think, comes from uh, messing up a lot. Yeah. You you start playing with with bluegrass bands, and I mean, when you were in here last time, you were with Mama Said, which I don't think you you, you have transitioned out of that now because I imagine distance is a, a big part of that. You've, you've moved to Nashville recently, right? I did move to Nashville. Yeah, I was driving up every week. I was <laughs> I was uh, actually spending more time in Louisville than I was in the apartment that I was renting. Oh. Uh, but it kind of worked out because right when I uh, right when I parted ways with them, uh, gas prices just shot up. Yeah. And I was like, ah, score. I don't have to uh, spend $60 each trip. Yeah. You're, you're in Nashville now. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how's, uh, how's that transition been for you? Man, the driving is so scary down there. Dude, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's so scary. It's, it, everywhere you go is stop and go and just, it's packed. Yeah. Like the, there was a driver that tried to pass me in the shoulder maybe three weeks ago. <laughs> and then he couldn't because it was rush hour. So he, uh, I got over because he was going to run into me and he was like, hang, I don't know how he was driving. I don't know what part of his body was holding onto the wheel, but he was hanging out the passenger window trying to yell at me on this busy interstate. And I was kind of just impressed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Give me thumbs up. Hey, great job. Yeah. I mean, like it was, <laughs> I've never wild. seen someone, he must've been driving with like his, uh, left foot on the steering wheel or something. That is wild. <laughs> People get mad in traffic, dude. They and do. I don't know why. <laughs> I got wait, I got a buddy Spencer. We got a buddy Spencer. And and if I'm talking to him, like if he's got me on speaker on the way home or something, he gives me a quick cough. I mean, we can be on the phone forty seven seconds. If he's driving, he'll yell at at least one person. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, dude. Relax. Settle down. Settle down. He's, he's a he's, he, hey, he's a very fast driver too. Yeah, he's gonna be the guy hanging out and driving by his foot. Yeah. Yelling at somebody else. But you know, that's impressive. <laughs> it really is. Like, it takes a lot of core strength to be like supporting your body. <laughs> well, and uh, I don't know. People need to calm down. Yeah. But you're right. It is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Do you get road rage? Me? Neil, Neil? Yeah. No. What? I don't either. No. I don't get rage at much you, of anything. You, Taylor? Oh, no. I, I drove a car without a horn for years. So. I did too. Well, kind of. I don't understand road rage, really. Like I mean, like, what makes you so angry? Yeah, why? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I. Uh, well, everybody knows I'm going to be late anyways, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> You're right on time today, really. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did speed a little bit, but that's just because there was uh, right. no cars on the road. Well, you're not used to that coming from, you know, Nashville. No. But you were not in Nashville. You didn't come from Nashville today. You came from Lexington, correct? Yeah, I oh, came from okay. Lexington. Okay. Uh, I was recording my uh, solo album. Ooh, ooh. So I had uh, Ellie Miller, who I think did an uh, episode with you all not oh, too long ago. Yeah. Under the project Ellie Ruth. Ellie Ruth. Yeah. yeah she did uh, a lot of the uh, fiddle and viola She's and some best, harmonies uh, for me. Uh, I'm sure that wasn't even fun to hear. No, I bet. She kills it. She's unbelievable. And yeah, if she just was a, not so mean, she's so mean. <laughs> no, no, she's like the nicest, she's she's like so the nicest human being alive, man. She's so nice, and yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean, and can play. Oh, these two together, 
Man, I can't wait to hear that. Ooh. Well, actually, uh, we used to have a band that we were in together called Hill House. Um, oh, good setup. Gosh, yeah. Look at this, man. I mean, that's just honestly the only other bands outside of like Mama Said and playing with Nick and Still Holler. Okay, there's a lot of bands. I was going to say, he's going to keep naming <laughs> Never mind. <bands>. Uh, <laughs> no, that was one of the more recent ones and we did some recordings and stuff. And yeah. Awesome. So where, where are you recording in Lexington? Um, I'm recording with a guy named Dwayne Lundy who uh, he worked with Ben Soli a bit. Yeah. Um, work, he, he's done stuff with Sturgill and all sorts of folks. And he's just a really fun guy to hang out with. Nice. So tell us a little bit about Hill House and then we'll listen to two extra hours. All right. Uh, that was a band that we started because uh, we were all side guys and exasperated by it. So we started a little Facebook group chat called Exasperated Instrumentalists. <laughs> got to, we got together to jam. And uh, next thing you know, we were like, oh, let's do gigs. And then someone was like, hey, you all should record an EP to do uh, some booking. And after that, we were like, okay, we'll do that. And then they said, oh, you all have a lot of songs. And we were like, let's do an album. Uh, what was the lineup? Uh, it was me on banjo, Ellie on um, fiddle, Andy Brown, who was in a band called the Kentucky Cowhands. And also uh -huh. I'd been in other side. Bass like, player? Yeah, he's a but bass no, player. Well, he also plays guitar and can sing like that. Dude, he he's has got this such bass. a good baritone voice. Oh my God, so, dude. Such a good singer. It's so smooth. Andy, if, you, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Come on in. Yeah, Let's come talk. on in. And uh, Isaac May on guitar and uh, mandolin. And all of us were singing with it and writing songs. Mm. And two extra hours, I guess, was one of yours you brought to the group. Yep. It's about a uh, breakup that happened because I didn't have two extra hours to drive. You were running late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I bet you, I bet you had road rage. That attitude like <laughs> yeah. that. I think I caused the road rage. <laughs> <laughs> two extra hours. There's more time for us to catch a spark Maybe a distance that wasn't so far apart I wish I had a chance to do everything I'm booking a one-way ticket to better memories I'm just booking a one-way ticket to better memories Oh Lord And if I had two extra hours I would drive through the night I would be by your side just so you wouldn't go to bed alone if I had two extra hours, maybe things could have worked out I bet there'd be less to doubt And you could come around, and I could come around I never got the chance to apologize Cause the way that I treated you wasn't quite right Time makes us fonder of the years we got The memories are sweeter when they're far off I said now memories are sweeter when they're so far off And if I had two extra hours I would drive through the night I would be by your side just so you wouldn't go to bed alone if I had two extra hours, maybe things could have worked out I bet there'd be less to doubt And you could come around, and I could come around Yeah, dude, I love that. Oh, yeah. Nah, I do love that. That's a damn solid band. Yeah. It, was, it was a fun band, for oh, sure. Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, I could How imagine. long did you all uh, play as the Hill House? Uh, that was probably about a year and a half or so. So it was a really short-lived thing. Uh, moved very fast. It all kind of peaked with this trip in California where um, I got a call one day. And uh, they were asking me, hey, can you get together three banjo players to play a wedding in California? And I just said, is this a scam? 
Because <laughs> uh, who want, would you all ever want no. three banjos in the same room? It's like a, <laughs> it's like a bagpipe orchestra at a funeral. Yeah, one's bad enough. Um, <laughs> no. And they said, well, we want you all on a canoe. And I said, that's that's never going to happen. How am I going to convince people of this? So I said, we I could want you do, to what in a canoe, man? Yeah, they wanted us in a canoe for this wedding, and it. <laughs> and I, uh, I said no, but I might be able to get a uh, a bluegrass band together that would be like not three banjos and would be a banjo and a few other instruments that don't have five strings. And um, they 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 called the people who were having the wedding, and they called me back and said that was fine. They said, could you all do it for seven hundred and fifty dollars? And I said, that's kind of low. I don't think that'll cover the flight out there. And they said, no, that's per person per day. And uh, they flew us out there. And it turned out to be the wedding for the daughter of a billionaire. <laughs> and th- this is where this is really where we peaked. Uh, Andy couldn't make it. He was playing other gigs. And he really missed out because it was, it was a crazy, crazy wedding. How did, they, how did they connect to you? Um, a, b- a band had backed out. And my mom's... A uh, family friend's sister is Keith Whitley's ex-wife. That's so many degrees of separation. Your mom's what? Say that My again. mom's family friend's sister. Yeah. Uh, so her 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 one of her best friends is named Becky Littleton. All right, Becky. And uh, Becky's her sister's sister. name is Kathy Whitley. Kathy. And uh, the ex of Keith Whitley. Okay. One of the exes. No, and, uh, not Lori Morgan. <laughs> No, no, (laughs) not not Lori. (laughs) But Kathy's a booking agent and uh, they wanted banjos and she was like, well, I'll just give it to Taylor because uh, I had been like writing her little like Christmas cards and stuff, trying to get her to like approve of me and book me and stuff. Smart man. Yeah, you know, Christmas cards are great for that. (laughs) And she gave me that gig because it sounded weird. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy, it was a crazy wedding. Nancy Pelosi was there. She stole my drink. You told us uh, this story. Yeah, yeah that's, this is that wedding. Uh, that's yeah. the wedding. Okay. And that's that's where Hill House kind of like peaked. So what happened with Nancy Pelosi again? Remind me of that. Oh, um, she came into the green room and she was already probably pretty drunk because it was a wedding that lasted for like three days. <laughs> and uh, she, was, she was like, hi, I'm Nancy. And this is my husband, Paul Pelosi. And... Uh, they were introducing themselves to her when it was a whirlwind of commotion. And I had a drink that I had sat down to talk to her. And uh, she went to go talk to more people. And I, wa- I looked to go get my drink after she was finally done. And uh, it was gone from that ledge. And <laughs> I saw a drink that she did not walk in with um, in her hand. <laughs> Took your drink. Yeah. How many years ago was this? This was three... Ooh. Maybe four years. So ago. she was a hundred and seventeen. Uh, she she was she was eight. She was timeless. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be the one that gets the uh, follow up on this one from the Secret <laughs> Service. You talking about Pelosi? <laughs> so did you ever find out what the original concept or what they were going for with three banjos and a canoe? I have no idea. They also tried, they bought a Ferris wheel to bring in and they weren't allowed to bring that in either. I think the wedding just didn't go quite according to plan. Still was a great wedding, but. Oh, wow. I bet when you got there, you're, man, I should have asked for more money. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> the first thing I was like, ah, $4,500 total. That's kind of that's that's low. Yeah. Come on. That, that didn't even feel that. <laughs> the boat costs more than that that you're sitting in. Well, we, they didn't even have a pond. Shut up! They were going to supposed to dig it, but the backhoe wouldn't uh, wasn't permitted. <laughs> yeah. So what did what did you just sit there? Well, the, so the first day they had a music festival on a stage with like a, at a hotel. So I was on a stage that day. That makes sense. And then the second day, uh, they had they positioned every there was like seven bands or something like that for this uh, wedding. And they positioned us all in different spots just to be ambiance. And then... um, How many people do you think were there? At the wedding? Yeah. I have no clue. They had like... like huge? Yeah, I didn't... They they kept all the workers separate um, from the wedding itself. But there was probably like... I would say two or three hundred at the festival part and more for the actual wedding. And uh, I guarantee you, those people are no longer married. Oh, no. I bet they are. It, it, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's like a business. Well, I think it, I don't. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure if this is the story of that couple, but um, the daughter 
the the daughter who was getting married, her mother owned um a real estate kind of business in San Francisco and also one of the big um like Broadway theaters. Uh. So that's so they were billionaires. And if I remember correctly, the guy was a janitor at the theater. So it's kind of like a Hallmark relationship. And you know, in Hallmark, there's no sad endings. And plus, <laughs> you know, Hallmark. That makes the three banjo thing make sense because only a Hallmark movie would have something like that. I just, I'm just wondering. I'm just picturing you know sitting around planning this wedding, and you know what we need? Mo- we need three banjos in a canoe. Have to have it. We're disappointed when they got the phone call <laughs> saying that it was four banjos. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine the disappointment? I wonder who they called. I wonder if it was like the what if. All right, another theoretical. What if nobody said, we need four banjos in a canoe? Oh, they wanted four banjos. Four banjos in a canoe, right? Yeah. All right, so what if nobody really said that? It was like a wedding planner going, here's what we need. We need this. We need, <laughs> we need a Ferris wheel. We need four banjos in a canoe. And then trying to be somebody funny. making it happen. No, it was serious, <laughs> but there was a like a thought process to it. I don't know. Well, but then you got to think, how old is this... Uh, wedding planner if they're wanting like a Ferris wheel. Uh, seriously. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Mom show over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, now, you know what though? If you're a billionaire, you can just make up whatever. Do whatever you want for a wedding. I did, yeah. I did talk to her and she said that sometimes she works at this flea shop so she can get better deals early before anyone else buys certain clothes. What? And I was like, what? Just buy the shop. The billionaire does that? <laughs> that's that's what she said. Yeah. Well, okay. I like yeah. her. Yeah. I like her. I was she like, married a janitor? Well, no, she... her, her daughter married a janitor. Oh, her daughter. Oh, the, that was the mother? Yeah, the mother was the one who uh, was the billionaire. And she will sometimes get a job. So, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I bet she also tips the Uber driver a dollar. Seven dollars. I bet she I bet she tipped pretty well. She was actually really nice. <laughs> She, she was such a sweet person and they had like an open coffee bar and an open bar for all the workers. Mm. All right. Last time I took an Uber, the ride was like $6.58 or something what? crazy low. And when I got on the app, have, have you ever noticed like... You only can tip so much, right? Well, the app, it defaults to the lowest tip you can give it. It, it defaults to a dollar. Why would they do that? That's ridiculous. And I asked, So I asked the driver, I said do people really give you a dollar tip? He said, yeah, all the time. I said, they ought to make this app. You know, I said, they ought to make it default to at least the middle. It was one, three, five that day. I don't know if it gets bigger, you know, the bigger rides and, uh, at least three or, you know, five. And he was telling me that, uh, he went, I won't mention the name, but it's a NFL, big NFL quarterback. He went to his dad's house in a multi-million dollar house and picked him up and took him to the airport. And this NFL quarterback's dad that just left his multi-million dollar house tipped him a dollar. Well, <laughs> dad might be broke. I got yeah, something to confess. He might have been in there going, hey, son, can I have some money? I'm broke. And his son was like, nope. And he said, I got to call an Uber. And then he called an Uber and he had one dollar left. Maybe so. Maybe. I'm not going to lie. I did not tip like my first three Uber drivers because I didn't know how. <laughs> I could not figure out the app and uh I feel so bad. They were they were so nice too. One of them was like giving me snacks. I and hope you at least waters. gave them a five star review. Well, just man. So you know, I didn't know how to give reviews yet. Oh uh, <laughs> well one I, I did the same thing, Taylor. So don't feel bad. But then I found out that you can go back and it kind of catalogs all your rides and you can go back at any time. Like I could go back now and tip a driver from No, you can't. Three rides ago. Might have just saved you. Uh, that I, I don't even know what that account information was. That's so, a good answer to say I'm not tipping those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I haven't used Uber in so long at this Dude, point. here's the thing. You could have erased Uber off your phone and you can re, you know, get it from the store or whatever, Apple or Play Store, and then it'll probably have all your information. Oh, I, on let's it do it right now. All right, do it. I, I bet guarantee it. I bet I it mean, does. I we'll, mean, we'll see. I, I'm getting on my phone right now. All right. This is a test of, uh, this is an information test to see what type of stuff. The only time that that never works is when you buy a new phone and they try to upload your contacts. <laughs> I mean, this is a new, a new phone. I, I lost my phone at a... Uh-oh. 
I lost my phone at um, Romp last year. Ooh. You know, I always follow little directions on my new phone, you know, download to the cloud, oh and, you know, whatever that is, blah, blah, blah. And then you re-upload and my contacts are never there. But this last time I did it, only some of the contacts were there. Because you've got to pick where you want to save your contacts and then get them from. That's, it doesn't have my rides. That's too much trouble. What? No, look, see, your trips, it doesn't show nothing. Ah, uh, uh, sorry. Sorry, uh, guys. Uber drivers. You'll so never get the tip. <laughs> Such a sad time. You mentioned you're still playing with Ellie from time to time. What about the other guys in Hill House? Um, I, I play with them for like little pickup gigs here and there. Uh, we had done a couple of uh, small little corporate gigs with Hill House uh, during the pandemic stuff after we had all parted ways, uh, just kind of make some extra money and not have to rehearse. Because we all we all knew all the songs, um, it was really handy. And, <laughs> it definitely uh, makes it easier. <laughs> it makes it so easy. It's so nice to like do zero preparation for a gig. I mean, you had a rehearsal mm-hmm. for yours. Well, <laughs> trust me, it was needed. We needed about eight more. I think they kind of changed the key in a lot of well, songs. Well, here's the thing: if we had eight more, there'd be eight different rehearsals on the same songs. They'd all be different. So when we come, it'd be worse. So it might have been the best case scenario. Did you guys remember the lyrics, Taylor? I think they did. I usually just forget my lyrics and keep making them up until I'm at the chorus again. (laughs) It works. I got to start doing that. I don't think fast enough to do that. Oh, you get some really interesting things if you start doing that. I I go straight Willer Walker though, dude. I can't do anything but stupid, (laughs) you know, lyrics like that. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's fun. It's it, great. Yeah. He he doesn't <laughs> think it's funny. Uh, I, I listened I listened to him again, man. And actually yesterday. Did you think it was I'll tell funny? you here's what it is. Here here's why it gets old to me so quick. It reminds me of like the fifth grade boy that's trying to make all the other fifth grade boys in class laugh by just saying pussy and dick a lot. That's what I do. <laughs> I mean, that's is that not funny. just the entire nineteen? 19- <laughs> funny? Bro. I mean, yeah, it's hilarious. Dude, but that's music. He still thinks farts are funny, but he doesn't think that's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, gosh, but, that's just farts are just funny. Farts are hilarious. I mean, people have been saying that for centuries yeah, or so millennia. Yeah, jokes, man. Come on, <laughs> drop them out. I mean, that's a funny song. <laughs> drop them out. Come on, man. All right, back to regular schedule. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I, I'll give you one song. It's funny. Yeah. Which one? Then I'm done. No, right, just yeah. any of them. Yeah, you can pick one. You don't, don't, you know, you don't have to be a dedicated listener where it's all you listen to over <laughs> I got over a again. hilarious song that I will do for you after this. If you want one funny song, it's called Constipation Nation. <laughs> See? I want it. <laughs> it's about the 2020 uh, toilet paper crisis. <laughs> there we go. That you might be that, that might, might be, be the, the closest one shot. Let's do the closing song on this. You can do it on this mic. <laughs> I could. Bonus. When did you connect with Mama Said? How did that roll about? Uh, that happened immediately after Hill House uh, all split up. We uh we were all splitting up because of the pandemic and because I was writing songs like Constipation Nation and uh, uh Mama Said also was going through some uh, changes. Everyone, I think, was going through changes at that time, right? Mm. Like, we were all... Yeah. I was really relieved, personally. I, I loved the pandemic. I thought it was great. Um, For what reasons? Oh, I just... I got to stay home. It's like, let's oh, have okay. another one. I, <laughs> I, I got to cook. Mm-hmm. I got this job that no one... Well, people called at the very beginning. I was working for the Kentucky COVID hotline. And people would call with like weird conspiracy theories. One person said, if I get COVID, does that mean I have AIDS? And I was like, probably not. <laughs> now, those are two different diseases. I would say specifically for you, maybe, just for asking. But I mean, that's, that's a real question. That's a real question that's, that I got on that hotline. Uh, and someone else was like, uh, I'm from Germany and there's a pandemic. Can I come over to America and go golfing? And I said, um, well, probably not. <laughs> This doesn't seem like a good idea. There's a, there's a pandemic. Afoot. A global pandemic, sir. <laughs> and he was like, well, can you look it up for me? Because I didn't have that information of can can uh, Germans come over and yeah. play golf during a pandemic. They didn't train us for that How question. Dare you. And the answer was, yes, they could come over and play golf. So I said, here's the deal. If you can get on the plane and get over here, you're welcome to. No one's going to stop you, but please don't. 
<laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said to him. I'm not listening to you, but American. Like, but after, <laughs> after a couple of weeks, though, like those calls just stopped. So I, I was getting paid to do nothing. Like literally? Yeah, I, I would just put my phone on uh, airplane mode and stay logged in. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, were you, were you, was this a home job? Yeah, it was a remote job oh, with the Kentucky. It was so, it was so nice. Um, <laughs> and it, it kept going. So I was, I was doing nothing. Mama said was all, they were all also figuring out themselves with the pan- pandemic and a couple people moved to Oregon as you do during a pandemic. And, um, I was like, Hey, we're all trying to figure. Actually, I was going over to one of their houses to, uh, get dinner and try to figure out what I was going to do. And as I was crossing the bridge into Indiana, I got a phone call and said, Hey, we're having trouble. So, uh, they, so you're going to have to sit there through our conversations. And I kind of like helped try to mediate those conversations. And we all jammed afterwards while really sad because it was, you know, it's sad when those things happen. And we were like, well, shoot, let's just keep doing stuff. <laughs> and that's how, that's how I got into Mama Said. It was a weird turn of events. So it was, uh, yeah, that is, huh, that is interesting. You went over as a therapist and ended up as a banjo player. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it happens. So, who ended? Who did you come in with? Did you? Were you by yourself, or were they going through? They lost a couple members. Was it a five piece before that? It was a five piece before that. Yeah, I was just, I was just going in because I'm really good friends with a lot of them, and uh, they're like, "Hey, it's it's unfortunate that you're going through this. Let's uh, make you dinner." (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know, (laughs) (laughs) you're being set up. In the mist, in the mist, mist, what do you say? Midst. Yeah, there you go. In the midst of that, uh, you make a decision to take off, huh? Move out of town. Well, I had been uh, looking at Nashville for a long time. And uh, I was thinking at the time that it would be a good idea to kind of try to help whoever I'm playing with at the time, you know. It's it's good to have someone in Nashville because a lot of big artists are out of there. Oh, yeah. And there, and I just ran across. Actually, I had kind of given up on looking for a second, but then someone messaged me and said, "Hey, we have a room open for three hundred and seventy-five dollars a month." Hmm. And I was like, "Well, that's cheaper than what I'm paying now." Mm-hmm. And that's, that's unbelievable. That's cheap. so cheap in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, "Shoot, I guess I got to do it." And yeah, I that's, did it. that's when the staying busy is down there. You. I'm trying to stay busy. Um, it, it's a scary place. Uh. I, I got held at knife point by a prostitute down there. What was his name? You shouldn't be approaching those <laughs> ladies. I don't remember. I was not trying to get, I was not trying to hire the prostitute. I was trying to get Jack in the box. Or you should have. You, you were trying to get jacked in the box, man. Yeah, you almost jacked Taylor. you for everything you got. You you did like Uber, man. You you got the service and didn't tip. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I was, well, the, the, okay. So the Jack in the box, do we got time for this? Sure. It's like a 20 yeah. minute story. Yeah, dude. I, okay. I, I never care. He this, might. This Jack in the Box, uh, the, at, at whatever hour they decide, they say it's DoorDash only, so you got to go download DoorDash. And it was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I was I was sitting in my car downloading DoorDash because I don't have DoorDash. And uh, this 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 lady came up and knocked on my window, and I ignored her. I had been I was a little tipsy because it was a honky tonk Tuesday, and you know I was dancing, drinking. And uh, you get tipsy when you do those things. Um, <laughs> so, but she kept knocking for like five minutes, and I was just staring at my phone trying to ignore her. So I rolled down the window and I said, "What?" <laughs> and she said, "It's cold out, and I just live right off Tampa Drive, which it's only half a mile away. That's right out the same road that I live on." And I, she said, "I was just wondering if you could give me a ride to my house." And I said, "Well, sure. I guess I can do that. I live over there as well." And. Uh, I moved all the books. I'd bought a bunch of books that day, so I didn't ever look at her. I was busy moving stuff out of the passenger seat to give her a ride. And I moved all the books into the back, Got oh, unlocked the car, and she got in. Uh, we made s- some small talk about whatever. I don't remember what it was about. Is uh, is this what you told the officer? Is this what I what? <laughs> told the officer. Oh, no. no nothing happened with an officer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm it just gets, kidding. But it gets that's wild. His, that's his cold word. We made small talk. <laughs> No, we didn't. It was nothing like that. No, I was, no, I was, I was just, just like, kidding. oh, it is cold outside. Are, 
Are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? <laughs> you know where it's not going? Happy holidays. <laughs> Do you like Black Friday? Because I don't like Black Friday. Things like that, you know. And we got to the apartment and we got to this apartment complex and she said, I'm in that one back there. So I drove to the apartment complex, unlocked the car, put the car in park and said, okay, you're home now. I hope you have a good night. And uh, she she said, give me, give me $10 and I'll suck your dick. And I said, no, it's, uh, I was just doing this because it's Thanksgiving weekend and you're supposed to be good to people. And she took the keys out of my ignition. And y'all know those like little inch long Swiss army knives? Mm-hmm. She, she like awkwardly fished one of those things out and was like fumbling with it and trying to open it. And she put my pass, she put my keys against the passenger window and she said, I said, give me $10 and I'll suck your dick. And I'm tipsy and not intimidated because the knife is <laughs> not as big as the fat layer on my stomach. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I said, no, give me back my keys. And she said, no, uh, you, uh, give me $10. And I, I, I was trying to intimidate her. So I, I, at a certain point, I was like, man, I really don't want to get in a knife fight with a prostitute tonight. <laughs> so I yelled at her and I yelled, give me back my effing keys. And she said, you do not need to be disrespecting me that way by raising your voice and using that kind of language. (laughs) And I said, yes, I do. Um, You're committing at least three felonies right now and all of them are directed at me. I just want a jack in the box. And she's still holding the knife in my keys. She's like, this ain't no box, boy. (laughs) And and she's still holding the knife in my keys. And she's like, well, I need $10. And I said, you found me at a jack-in-the-box. What makes you think I got $10? It's two tacos for $1.50. And and she she, she was just adamant about it. And I told her, you're very rude. And also, you're wasting your time because I don't got $10. And uh, after, it just wasn't going anywhere. So like 20 minutes in, we're arguing back and forth about this. I've told her that she could be making more money if she had just taken a ride back and gotten in someone else's car. <laughs> I also told her that like, I also told her that like, that's really cheap and she probably needs to raise her prices. <laughs> and uh, I, after a while, she, she was still saying, I need $10. So I said, I'll check the center console but I was getting two tacos, so there's probably like $4 in there. And sure enough, there were $4 bills in the center console, and I gave them to her. And she uh, she counted them, put the knife away, and still had my keys against the passenger window, and she said, I need more than that. And I said, well, I got coins. At this point, I'm not really that worried about it. <laughs> I mean, like, she's, she's robbing me for basically nothing. <laughs> and uh, I said, I got coins. You want those? And she didn't really say anything. She just nodded her head vigorously. And you, you all know the gimme motion uh-huh. that like uh, people will do when they want money with their hand. <laughs> yeah. She did that. So uh, I, I got these coins out and she said, now count them. <laughs> and I, I'm... She's feeling in control. She's really yeah. feeling in control. And yeah, it, it was a first, lot of coins. She was your pimp, dude. She was pimping him I for mean, the first time ever. She was <laughs> The tables were turned. Just a total power trip. <laughs> But uh, I did, I, you know, I was I was tipsy and not doing anything else at the time besides being held at knife. Well, not 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 even at knife point anymore. So I did count them for her, and it was like so she put her knife away by this point. Huh? Yeah, she had put her knife away at this point. So I handed them to her, and it was like four dollars and twenty three cents or so worth of coins. You're she almost dropped there. Like, yeah, she dropped half of them, and uh, she said, "Well, I guess I could suck your dick for that." And I said, "No," <laughs> and she said, "Well, why not?" And I, I said, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood for that right now. And she said, did you, did you not see how I was dressed? And I said, no. Did you not see all the stuff I had to move in my passenger seat to be a good Samaritan and give you a ride? <laughs> and she, she started feeling bad at this point because she realized that I was not actually like looking for anything. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, I'm sorry. I could pay you back tomorrow. And I said, no, you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why would you even offer that? Like, this is such a paltry amount of money. You're probably uh. going to be using it tonight. And uh, she said, well, thank you. And I said, well, I'm not thankful, but do you need a ride back since clearly you're still working? <laughs> and, and she said no. So I said, well, okay, give me back my keys and get out of my car. And she did. And I just sat there for a minute just processing everything that took place. So I I drove back. I was thinking about still getting Jack in the box. I was still hungry. 
<laughs> and I had way more than ten dollars. I just wasn't going to tell her that. <laughs> so I, uh, so I drive, I, I drive past the Jack in the Box, and I see her there again. So I just kept going and went home. Do you, you wave know? at her every time you go by now? <laughs> I, I have, yes, I do think about that every time I see Jack in the Box, and I have not eaten Jack in the Box since. Uh, <laughs> you ruined, she ruined Jack in the Box for him. Yeah, that's terrible. So that's what Nashville's oh, been like. Yeah. But I, I do love it. You get stories like that. And I've made like 40 bucks off of it, so. <laughs> so kids never try to be nice to give a prostitute a ride home. <laughs> yeah, never works out. <laughs> yeah, I heard a couple cuss words, so I figured this one's already going to have to be explicit anyways. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're, uh, we've, we've moved into Mama That's Says hilarious. String Band. Tell us about Peace of Mind, and we'll listen to that one. Yeah, that one's a song about, um, I write a lot of breakup songs. This is about one of my friend's breakups. I've tried writing a song that wasn't about myself for once. And uh, we, I had done it with some other people before, but with uh, Mama Said, we were trying to come up with content to really show that we are all songwriters and uh, advertise that. So that was the first song that I had that was really fleshed out with them. And we, uh, yeah, we just went for it. It was really fun. All right. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. in sync together that quickly. Uh, <laughs> and how do you have so many breakup songs when you can move your fingers like that? You know what I'm saying? hey uh, That's a good question right there. Dang. That's a lot of hours of practice is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because I keep doing it with the banjo instead. Um, <laughs> you need to refocus, man. <laughs> yeah, you played that on one shot last time you were here with yeah. Mama Said, didn't you? Yes. I think we did yes. another song, actually. We did one that's really, really similar to it called Don't Leave the Keys. No way. Because yeah. I know that song. Yeah. I feel like it, dude. Yeah. I think, I I think that was during the podcast last time. And uh, you know what? And I did listen to that. Uh, okay. That a lot on that banjo break is great. No, thank you. I yeah. I forgot how much uh, David's solos rip on that. David, oh, yeah. David plays with force. He really does. Like, He's such an interesting player. He has a very like he attacks the fiddle. Yeah. To where Ellie plays the fiddle. There's there's like a more. It's like a yin and a yang kind of deal. Yeah, Ellie is more has a relationship with the instrument where David tells the instrument what's going to happen or something, and there's just like I this, hear you, new. 
That's good, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it does. That's what it feels like. It's just yeah. he is. I was thinking that when I was listening to it, is that that it is an attack. It it is. It's it's a really cool attack, though. It's mm-hmm. like a. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's maybe like Jeff Buckley's guitar playing. It's just powerful, man. I yeah. mean, it is. It's 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 its own little entity. Um, it is, and I like. You know, I like the fact that he uses a lot of a lot of. He, he says a lot without a ton of movement, and he uses a lot of double string uh, combination stuff that is interesting and, yeah. and cool. Yeah, you're right. So Taylor, when's uh, what's the timetable on your solo stuff, man? Um, so I'm going to be releasing from from the time that we're talking about this. I'm going to be doing one or two more days in the studio to finish up the vocals and maybe recut a couple small instrument parts here and there. And then I'm going to do three singles, which will be done probably in October, November, and December. And I'm looking at a January release for the album. Okay. January 2023. Doing the the long plan, huh? Yeah. Full album, I'm assuming, with that? Yeah, it's going to be 12 songs. Um, Dang! Yeah, it's it's a lot. I didn't realize how... When you're doing it with a band, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Recording is just like with the band, you know, there's like four or five people to do all the parts and you don't have to like pay all of them. They're all paying as well to do the album. Yeah. And with this, it's kind of like, a, oh, shoot, I have to pay everybody and I have to plan everything. And they're asking me what to do. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really weird experience, but it's been really fun. Do you, uh, do you find yourself kind of enjoying that more? being the director of things. Well, I mean, um, it kind of comes back to music composition, you know? It's kind of the same thing, but with everything instead of just the music. You know, it's it's really interesting that you ask that because yes and no. I mean, when, it, when I really look back at what I've been doing with these recordings, there's a totally ideas that I've taken from like my time with Hill House and time with Mama Said and just put directly into those songs. It, it, it's been it's been um, a bit of a mixture. I do enjoy having I do enjoy getting to fully realize the idea behind a song, and I thankfully have the vocabulary to really uh, tell people what I'm hearing in my head with it. But um, I I really enjoy hearing other people's input on my stuff as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. the collaborative process in music is is. Something I'm learning later in life is a, is a key to getting more out of what you're doing. It is. Well, and when you think about the history of music, it, music and dance evolved together, right? Mm. So, like, those are pro- both part of ceremonies for people. And uh, both of those things were done in a communal aspects. So, that collaborative nature has been there from the very beginning. And I think when you get too far away from it, you really do miss out on something really special with it. Yeah. 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 You can internalize way too much if you continue just to stay in your own thing. Yeah. But also I got an ego and I love being a control freak. So (laughs) Well (laughs) And that's okay too, man. It's okay too. But how great is it to be able to call on some of these people that you have built these trust relationships with with music and and know that, you know, when they're asking you what time do I show up and what do you think about this and, and you can really have their input on what you're vision is and then get that actual uh yeah product at the end how's that feel man it's got to feel awesome it's been really special every single person that i have on this album um i haven't hired anyone that i don't know and haven't played with on the road so like ellie's done all the fiddle tracks andy brown i was in he's the one who got me into the nick jamerson stuff okay so him and uh, lawrence nimmons were both in nick's stuff uh when i was in it and they are the drums and the uh, bass for it. And it's been really special having people that I, I know and trust and kind of already know what their thoughts are going to be before they even really do them a lot of times. Yeah, And it's been, it's made everything so much smoother and easier. So I guess the last question I have about the new stuff is what are you, what are you, what are you playing? What? What are you playing? Are you playing guitar? Are you playing banjo? Um, are you playing both? Or are you, I'm playing are you... both. Uh, I've, I doubled up on a lot of the tracks, and if there's some that might end up having keys on them too still. Are you going to um, lay those down? Yeah. I, that's actually how I paid for well, like, my, my bills my, in college. My, my dad wanted to learn keys, so he started, so <laughs> then I passed him real quick. <laughs> no, that was my mom. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually was a fantastic piano player for a long time. She so you just... played piano in college? 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, kept, I continued the classic rock stuff and uh, played in a classic rock cover band on keys. Okay. <laughs> it was so fun. That was a very, very fun moment. So our listeners that want to uh, get to know Taylor Shuck a little better, where can they find you? Do you have your solo stuff out there now? And yeah, I've been I'm I'm picking up on the touring again and the uh, playing shows and all that. So um, I can be found on all the social media. Every single one of my in, um, social media usernames or handles or whatever is T W Shuck, which is T W S H U C K. So you can find me Taylor you, Wayne at uh, William William. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Wayne. I would change my name to Bruce, though. <laughs> and good thing it's William then. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want me to be named Bruce Wayne. Oh nah, man, you're good. I like uh, uh, I like Taylor Wayne. I'm trying to manifest more money. <laughs> um, no, so you can find me on social media and all that with uh, that name, and then um, I'm trying to play a lot more shows in Kentucky. Um, and also in Tennessee. And I'm trying to get more of like the Appalachian region as a solo artist because I've never done that before. It's really exciting. Yeah. It's a it's a really different feeling when you're not doing stuff with the band. I bet. It's, it's yeah. really putting it out there. So, yeah. you know, kudos for that. Especially with all this stuff coming up, on, you know, October, November, December. Yeah. And January. Yeah. So, well, man, be, I appreciate you coming awesome. back and... Talking with us. Oh, I'm glad that you all had me back. No, yeah. Thank you. We're going to go out stories. with... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go out with Caroline. That's another Hill House song, right? Yeah. Tell that's, us about that. That song is uh, one that I wrote for my uh, grandfather after he passed away. He had his uh, first great-grandchild and always wanted to write a song for her. But he had, uh, he had bad COPD, so he wasn't able to like have the stamina to really write a song anymore. And uh, yeah, I heard that that was what he had always wanted to do. And I was uh, waiting for students at the Louisville Folk School because I was teaching there at the time. And uh, I wrote it. So, yeah. All right. Well, here it is, Caroline. Oh, Caroline, oh, Caroline, won't you go to school and grow up to be smarter? Caroline, oh Caroline, remember to respect your father and your mother. I wish I could stay, I had so much to offer. Life is hard, but you're gonna prosper. Caroline. hard but you're gonna prosper Caroline I had so much to offer 
Life is hard, but you're gonna prosper. Caroline.